Power 98.7 Podcast. Power Lunch. Weekdays, 1 to 3 p.m. on Power 98.7. Now, we're talking. It's 25 minutes before 2 o'clock. What a wonderful energy uh, our past ge- uh, previous guest uh, had. And I know that a lot of you have warmed to him, have responded very positively to him. Uh, some even reaching out, uh, wanting to donate. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ronnie McKenzie, I see you on Twitter as well. Uh, some of the callers that we had uh, offline as well, reaching out, wanting to lend a helping hand. And also remember, he's saying, if you have words of encouragement for the little ones, that is also uh, welcome. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of you uh, extending a helping hand, making sure that something like this uh, continues, even though he's uh, experiencing difficulties. But I think it's a really, really positive movement, and clearly so do you. It is now time for our Personal Finance Tuesdays, and uh, we're talking the financial implications of money and divorce. Certified financial planner Gerald Mwandiambira in the studio with us. Uh, Gerald, last week we saw each other away, Gonj. <laughs> at a play yes <laughs> it was date night for gerald and oh. it was date night for smosh and i <laughs> oh but it was a wonderful play wasn't it it was an awesome play definitely. yeah yes. you loved it yes wife loved it wife loved it and yes. today we are definitely talking about wives and when they become <laughs> ex-wives <laughs> Uh, not a really funny subject, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but we're talking about money and divorce. Uh, perhaps you uh, have a situation that you'd like to share, some advice in this regard, uh, an experience, whatever the case may be. Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Tweet at parathem987 at Miss Apelele as well as at Spongile underscore G. So expensive. It's uh, said to be a very expensive exercise to, to split from your partner. Definitely. Marriage is definitely many things to many people. For some people, marriage is a legal contract. For some people, it's a love contract. And Mm -hmm. for some people, it's a financial contract. Um, I think before we discuss the topic of divorce, let's just run through quickly what a marriage is. Financially. Um, Financially, what it means to you and basically the the do's and don'ts. Because often what happens when people get married, they just look at the outside picture, Mm -hmm. the wrapper, the outside picture of how the person looks. Now, if you're listening to Power FM, any listener, I, I definitely recommend you must come to the Power FM studios because Power FM is like the Muvango of radio. Meaning if what? you like rappers, if you like beautiful looking people, come to Power <laughs> FM. You'll definitely find marriage right here. Wow. Based on looks alone. And you but know, you know, I'm not wearing a ring also. No, Apelele and Sibongile aren't wearing rings. Thank and you. I've always wondered why Mo is always smiling. Because but we're here. Yeah, no, we he brighten up his days. He just needs to walk even to the to the bathroom <laughs> here. It's just torture for for, for any red blooded male. But besides the looks, marriage is this. Marriage is a contract and legally it's recognized as a contract. And there's three types of contract which you can enter to enter into when you decide to get married Mm -hmm. the first contract type is called in community of property okay that's the dangerous one right it's not necessarily dangerous it's about the choice you make i think the most important thing is knowing what you're doing okay in community of property means that both parties share equally in each other's assets Mm -hmm. remember when you're joining for love you don't think about the money element but it's important because it says whatever you have when the marriage is dissolved or at divorce, that's another word for marriage dissolution, Mm -hmm. you split equally. Right. And it's both assets as well as liabilities. Right. So debts as well also become your responsibility. And that's important because a lot of people who get married don't look at the debt side. Mm. So even before you get married, you ought to do an ITC check on your 
partner. partner. Because what then happens, a lot of the time, some people are staying married because if they divorce this guy, they're going to have to pay so much debt which they know nothing about. Right. So it's important to also understand the liability side of the person you're considering marrying. Yeah. The second type of contract when you're talking marriage is called out of community of property with accrual. This one means that you calculate what you own when you enter the marriage, i.e. these are the things I have, this is my family home, this, are, this, this is my jewelry. Yeah. You calculate it and you enter into a contract which is done at a, at a, at a, by a lawyer and endorsed in the court which says these are the things you came in with, A. These are the things B came in with. Yeah. And what then happens is that when you dissolve the marriage, what you came in with, you keep. Right. What you share in terms of the assets and liabilities yes, is right. only what happened after you got married. Right. And the third type of marriage um, contract is called the out-of-community of property, not subject to the accrual system. This one is very straightforward. Mm. What I have is mine. Yeah. What's yours is yours. From the day you enter it to the day you leave it, yeah. you're never joined in terms of having a joint estate. Yeah. And that's probably the first part because when you divorce, that's all the courts will be looking at. Right. Which marriage contract are you into and how to deal with it? So would I be correct in assuming that the most popular one uh, in terms of types of contracts would be in community of property, probably because we don't discuss finances at all because we're wrapped up in love. And and when, you know, it comes splitting time, then only we realize, oh, but it's unfair, it's mine, it's, you know. Yes, and, that's and we, true. Yeah. If, if you do not nominate any of the other marriage contract types yeah. under the Marriages Act and the Recognition of Customary Marriages Act or the Civil Union Act of 2006, the default marriage regime is in community of property. Mm. So if you don't choose any of the other two options, you automatically are married in community of property. Yeah, yeah. And and when it comes to now splitting up, you are married with a, you've chosen whichever kind of contract that uh, you, you have entered into with your partner. Now you are splitting up. Uh, just the realities as far as finances are concerned, before you even go to the courts and all of that, you're used to two incomes, now it's down to one. Uh, where you're going to be living, now the situations are completely different. Let's talk about that. Definitely. Divorce is not an easy exercise. And often people are, are highly emotional yeah. and they're not thinking straight because yeah. suddenly, you know, you like thinking of that song, um, I'm not going to cry. <laughs> you know, I, I worked as a secretary. <laughs> All those stories of women saying that they looked after the guy. Now the guy is all sorted. Now he's moving on. Yeah. So yeah. at divorce, it's important to have a sober mind. Yeah. And some of the financial blunders to avoid during divorce, for example, is Remember that divorce is not just assets. It's also about debt. Yeah. Often at divorce, that's when many partners find out skeletons of debts where right. he went and bought his small house, a small car. Mm, <laughs> and mm, and mm. suddenly it comes up during the divorce. Yeah. So you, not, you need to consider your debt situation at divorce because you might end up both ending up being insolvent. Right. You also need to know how much money, obviously, and assets are in the marriage. Yeah. So often if you are considering divorce, I know the husbands won't like me right now, Start taking stock of the bank statements and the assets yeah. before you tell him so yeah. that at least at divorce, you know, <laughs> because a lot of the time when divorce is mentioned, things disappear very fast right. and accounts go into <laughs> overdraft and yeah. there's no more money left. Yeah. Another big mistake people make is hiring a friend during divorce. So you say, I want to hire a friend or family as my attorney or mm -hmm. my financial planner. Mm -hmm. Divorce is already emotionally enough without having 10 cheerleaders with their own opinions. Yeah. You need an objective, neutral, and clear-minded advisor. Mm -hmm. Another implication of divorce, a big one, is taxation. Right. 
Remember with tax, how it works is that when you get married, you become a single estate, mm -hmm. okay? And when you get divorced, you're deemed to have sold some assets. Mm. So there are tax implications and it's important to have a professional helping you out there. Um, and obviously have a post-divorce financial plan. Yeah. Remember, we keep talking on, on um, Power FM Tuesday, financial planning Tuesdays, that money is not, financial planning is important. It's not a financial accident. It's a financial plan. So even after divorce, have a financial plan in terms of what you're going to do with the proceeds from the divorce and what's going to happen to, to your children, for example. Yeah. And also at divorce, you need to let go of the sentimental attachment because yeah. suddenly everything you've had with this guy you loved so much just has a value. Mm. So that vase he bought you or that ring he bought you, mm. it, it just has a material value. So you need to divorce yourself also from the sentimentality yeah. in terms of some things which you loved have to go. Yeah. And also, the most important thing is when you are going through a divorce, don't end up as a victim. Because divorce is a financial contract and you make financial investments in your partner, be sure to get what's due to you. For example, a housewife sitting with a, wow, a husband for 20 years may not be contributing financially, mm. but they are, they are contributing to the marriage so they have a financial contribution indirectly. Right. So don't walk away. A lot of the time people get divorced and say, I, do, I want nothing. Yes. You can take everything. Don't be silly. Don't be silly. <laughs> don't be silly. You know, get what's due to you for the yeah. time you put in, mm. the effort you put in, mm. and just walk with what's due to you. Yeah. It's about fairness mm. and applying the law equally. Zero eight six one nine eight seven triple zero. Don't be emotional. Don't be silly. Don't say he can take everything. I just want a new life. No, no, no. Don't be too emotional. You must get what's due to you. That's what Gerald is saying. We're talking money and divorce and the financial implications on our personal finance Tuesday. Certified financial planner Gerald Mwandiambira in the studio with us. And you can be part of our conversation. You can tweet at parafem987 and tweet at Miss Apelele. You can also email apelele at parafem.co.za. A uh, very important thing that you said uh, that I feel we need to revisit, uh, Gerald, you spoke about being married in community of properties, not just about assets. It's also about debt. It's also about the liabilities. Um, what happens in a situation where I, as a wife, had no idea that my husband is incurring so much debt as we are in this union? He's keeping it away from me. He's keeping that separate from me or, or, or hiding it in some way or another. And then now comes split time and I now find that I am liable to his debt that I knew absolutely nothing about. Do I have a, a legal standing where I can say, uh-uh, I don't know anything about this? Unfortunately, in the eyes of the law, ignorance is never a good excuse. Um, it's important that you are... If you are married to someone genuinely, you know what they're up to financially and observe. And, yeah. you know, men are usually very careless. They, they leave all the signs if they are busy buying assets, which we don't know about. Yeah. So it's important to bear that in mind. Mm -hmm. Another important thing is that African customary or traditional marriages have the same rights as civil marriages. Because often you, you think that the, the wife who got paid ilobolo doesn't yeah. get anything because they never got the white wedding right. or they never went to court. It doesn't work like that. Okay. An African traditional wife has just as much rights as a, mar a marriage which accord occurred in the, co in the courts. Yeah. So that's important to bear in mind as well, um, especially at divorce because 
if the husband decides to go and get a second wife or a small house and you don't disagree, you don't agree that could be grounds for divorce uh, i see a tweet here by ricky saying i get all of that uh, i get what your guest is saying but who plans for divorce i would think that you know you don't emotionally leap into divorce it's uh, a series of emotions and thoughts and and counsel that you go through before you actually decide to make the move so it is calculated it is planned not so gerald it's not you don't plan for divorce, but yeah. you you need to look at the realities of society these days. Marriages before used to last. Yeah. Now the average marriage, if you make it beyond five years, then you're probably staying together. And that's the truth. That's yeah. a fact. Yeah. And when you are looking at your finances, there are other implications by which marriage regime you choose. For example, if one of those partners in the union is an entrepreneur or into business, yeah. they're doing high risk financial activities right now if they for example have a business which fails and they get blacklisted if you're married in community of property the wife automatically also is blacklisted because you are joined together in a single estate yeah. so for example when you are getting married you need to discuss these things if you have dreams of business or one of you has dreams of business then the, maybe you want to go with a without with an ANC contract with accrual where you're yeah. saying your 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 estates are divided individually and so if his business fails it doesn't affect the whole family yeah because often that happens where a business fails and the entire family is no longer credit worthy yet the wife has never ever missed a single payment mm. on anything so that's important also when you're looking at very wealthy people marrying people who are of a different background and they've got a lot of inherited wealth yeah. remember we like talking about generational, generational. wealth mm. children's children mm. so your parents have left you a vast estate yeah so you're wealthy in your own right before you meet this girl yeah you might not necessarily want to part with half of your family's wealth yeah. from four generations mm. when you divorce this girl who you managed to fall in love with and met at a club yeah so <laughs> so often what you then want to do maybe is to go for the the, the without a cruel marriage even and say look I, I don't think it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Let's write a settlement how it's going to work. Right. So remember, everything around finances involves money. Mm. And let a lot of the time we get caught up in the love side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the poetry, yeah. the, 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 the serenading each other. Yeah. The reality is often when you're now in court getting divorced, it's just rands and cents. Yeah. 0861987000. Patricia in Pretoria, how? Hi, Apalel and your guest. Good, how Hello. are you? I'm fine. I just recently found out my aunt is separated, but they've never divorced. I just want to know if there is a legal term of separation and what are the implications because the husband is already married. So I don't know whether he's married in what, coming to a property or just married. As so he married someone else whilst separated to your aunt, but not divorced to your aunt? No. Okay. Hmm. Uh, thanks for that question, Patricia, uh, calling us from Pretoria. 0861987000 is the number for you to dial to be part of our conversation as well. Queen in Pretoria, hi. Hello, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fine. Um, I'm married in community of property. Mm -hmm. And then I wanted to ask uh, the possibility in terms of, like, I wanted to purchase a vehicle. Yeah. And then I don't have any debt on my name. Mm -hmm. But then when I purchased, the, the the response from from the car dealer was 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 uh, the interest was very high, 
And then when I asked why the interest is very high because I'm not, I'm, I don't have any debt on my name, uh, he said it's, it's because of my credit profile. So I wanted to check whether my credit profile, uh, my husband's credit profile affects me. Wow. Uh, thank you yeah. uh, for that question, Queen in Pretoria. Gerald, let's uh, speak about Patricia. Yes, Patricia. Um, it depends on the marriage type which your uncle is with your aunt. Because mm-hmm. if they have an As- African customary marriage, you are allowed polygamous relationships. Okay. Under the Marriages Act, you're not. So it depends. If he was married in court with your aunt, then obviously then he's breaking the law and then there's consequences there. Right. But if it was an African traditional union, he's allowed to take further spouses. But the law does state that it has to be with the consent of the existing spouse. Yeah. So for your aunt, that might be grounds for divorce mm-hmm. if she didn't give that express consent. Okay. Um, with Queen... Your husband's credit profile definitely will affect you when you're applying for a car because part of the form asks you, how are you married Mm. and to whom are you married? And Mm. it'll ask you for your husband's ID number. So often your risk profiling will involve your spouse as well. Mm. On the other hand, there could also be a valid reason that if you don't have many active debts, they don't know how risky you are Mm. in terms of your credit profiling. But uh, the short answer to your question is that your husband's credit profile definitely affects you. Are you able... you know, once you are married, I know it may come across as a silly question. I've never been married, so I want clarity. Um, if I am already married and I'm married in community of property, and then I get this information from, from Gerald, and I just think, ah, 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 in fact, I want to change and revisit the terms or the contract of my marriage, am I able to do that? Yes, you are. You're able to change, but it's extremely expensive for the simple reason that it's not something that's encouraged. Yeah, You're supposed to think it through before you get married. Mm-hmm. But you can change the, the, the regime type. Often the law needs very strong reasons why you're doing it. Yeah. Because often if it's because of what you're saying, you just want to run away from debt. That's not a good enough reason in the eyes of the law. Okay. Often what many people I've seen trying to do is they get divorced and then they get remarried. Yeah. And sometimes it works out. But I've seen a lot of the time during the divorce period, they never get remarried. So mm. it's not usually the best line to take yeah. but you can but it is a, an expensive legal process mm. and you need very good legal grounds and argument as to why you'd want to change your marriage regime after you're married we are talking money and divorce the financial implications for our p- uh, personal finance uh, tuesdays we are joined by gerald Mwandiambira as usual he is our certified financial planner do you have questions comments experiences to share feel free to do so call us on the power line on 0861987000 you can email apelele at parfem.co.za i also want to know you know uh, as as girls we always give each other advice you know and and uh, older friends of mine would say Yes, girls, you should always, no matter how committed you are to your husband, you should always keep your own stash of money, you know, just in case. You should always have your savings separate to what you do with your husband. Is that advisable for anybody, you know, whether it's the husband, whether it's the wife, just to have your own money stashed away somewhere? I don't think so. I think if it's part of a financial plan in terms of a husband giving his wife an allowance or giving each other monthly allowances yeah. and putting keeping those as you wish, that's fine. Mm. But hiding money from your spouse often leads to even marriage breakdown, just the yeah. discovery of that money. Mm. Because marriage at the end of the day is based on trust and, and, transparency. and, that's in, and transparency and mm. openness. Mm. Another thing we must realize when you're talking divorce is also there's this thing called maintenance. 
Okay. Oh, before we get to that, let's let's uh, attend to Komozo in Rustenburg. Hi, Komozo. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Well, thanks. What a beautiful show. Thank you. Uh, just uh, two questions, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm running a business, which is actually a family business, with my brother there, my sister there. Mm-hmm. Both of them are married. Yeah. In community of property. <clears throat> I'm the only one who's still single. Now... Uh, tell me something. Every time I go to the post office, I receive letters addressed to to them. Some of them written private and confidential. Obviously, uh, those are letters from from their outside <clears throat> creditors. Mm-hmm. Now, my question to you is that uh, the other one, which is the brother, whom her wife, she's starting to behave. Somehow, she's even threatening to get divorced and all that. And she has no clue where this company is coming from. I just want to find out as to how will this affect in case she starts to find a divorce. Did you did you get that, uh, joke? Yes, yes. Komoto okay. is basically talking uh, about... I think Komoto will listen over the radio. Thank you so much for the call, Komoto. Komoto is basically talking about what I talked about before, where you enter into a marriage and you have it, already have assets which belong to you or your family. Mm-hmm. And now what his siblings have done is they've both gone on and get married. They've gone and got married. Yeah. Now automatically half of what they own if mm. they're in community of property mm. now belongs to the spouses. Right. Okay? And that's complicated because suddenly where each sibling had 33% of the company, mm. only Komoto still holds 33%. The other two siblings actually own half of 33% mm. each. Mm. Um, which is what sixteen and a half percent. Yeah. Okay. Which means that good. which means that your company now has two shareholders who own the same amount as Komoto. Right. It makes decision making very hard, mm. and when marriages fail, it's very problematic. Mm. What you can do, Komoto, with the consent of your siblings and their spouses, is you can look at your, the shareholding agreement of your company. And basically try and protect yourself mm. in that way. Mm. But obviously now the spouses know there's money here. So <laughs> you're, you're not going to probably get much joy mm. because those spouses are going to scream no. Yeah. Okay. Why? Why? Mm. Mm. So this is one of the risks we were talking about earlier on that if you enter into a marriage and you have assets, it's important to protect them, especially if they're in inheritance mm. or be they belong to your family. Yeah. And yes, and it's, it's not because it's lack of trust. It's either. not lack of trust. Yeah. Remember, your family is also your siblings and they need to enjoy right. part of or the usufruct of those assets. Mm. So mm. it's got nothing to do with love. It's just about your family before you got married. And that's important to, to, to draw that line. Yeah. If you don't draw it, you're obviously inviting them in. And often what's happened is that sometimes... You get a big company where there's many children and the spouses all decide they want to divorce. Mm. And it creates problems because let's say a divorce happens. Mm. They need to find the cash for the value of that assets Mm. to pay that spouse. Because that spouse will say, I don't want anything to do with this company. I just want my money. And if the money is not there, often they end up selling the company itself and everyone ends up losing. Do you find situations, uh, I'm looking at my time now and it's uh, completely gone, but I need to squeeze this question in. Do you find that uh, many people nowadays 
opt to, even though they are divorcing, even though they have separated, they opt to stay in the same house because of the financial, the grave financial uh, circumstances or, or implications of, of living separately? Definitely. If you entered into the marriage and you didn't have a financial plan through the marriage, mm. often sometimes it's not worth getting divorced yeah. because both of you will be homeless yeah. and you'll be moneyless. Yeah. And that's <laughs> where you then want to claim maintenance from each other. That's mm. another big thing. Mm. When you get divorced, always claim maintenance from your partner. Even if they're a loser who's not working, claim maintenance of one rand a year. Because often what happens is you've invested 18 years in this guy. You divorce him. In the 19th year, he gets his big tender he's always been drinking, dreaming about. And if you've got your one rand maintenance claim against him, you can then apply to the course to have that increased. Because you looked after him for 18 years, he must look after you too. People who want to keep up with you. Hey, yeah, you're starting things here. People who want to keep up uh, with you, uh, Gerald, I do know that you have a book launch coming up soon. We'll tell people when the time comes. But uh, people who want to keep up with your movements uh, and know when the book is coming out, uh, how can they do so? The book is coming out this Friday. If you mm-hmm. want to find out about the details of the launch, it's at M-R-G-E-Z-O, at M-R-G-E-Z-O, or askgerald.co.za, askgerald.co.za. And the book is really about creating wealth. And that's what we're here for on Power FM, to help everybody create wealth and a legacy that lasts beyond your own lifetime. And with that, it's exactly two o'clock.